0: Hey buddy, what you doing?
1: Is it Christmas yet?
0: No, it was only a month ago.
1: I can't wait for Christmas.
0: You know what? I also can't wait for Christmas. In fact, I don't want to. Let's celebrate now.
2: (laughs) Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast.
0: is january 25th 2016 unfortunately that means we've got another 11 months before it's christmas again but that is not going to stop us from celebrating on today's show first we're going to take a look at the top five things that let us know that christmas season is over but then we're going to talk about the man behind the legend the one and only saint nicholas and before things are through we're going to kick off the 2016 jingle brawl, jingle
1: brawl. Jingle brawl.
0: Jingle brawl. let's start the show A wintry welcome to you, my fellow festive freaks. I hope you all had a joyful Christmas and a happy new year. I certainly did. I had some great times with the family and friends, ate way too much, and generally filled my heart with joyfulness. But if you're listening to this when the episode drops, you know we can no longer pretend it's still the Christmas season. If you're listening to this later, it's nearly the end of January as I record this, so most everyone else has stopped celebrating by now. But that's not going to stop us. However, I thought I should acknowledge the passing of the season in our first segment, Five Golden Things. Back in November, I did a countdown of my top five signs that the Christmas season had begun. So, if for nothing else than symmetry, today's Five Golden Things is the top five signs the Christmas season is over. Or should it be bottom five? Either way, let's get started. Number five, Christmas lights coming down. This is the most obvious one. If you drive at night, you start to notice your drive gets less and less festive the farther you get into January. We're down to four houses who still turn on their lights at night in my neighborhood, which is actually kind of impressive this late into January. In fact, I'm not sure if it's just some sort of the last four of us don't want to be the last one to take it down, so we're all waiting for the other three to take it down, but I'm going to keep mine up as long as they will let me but it is still a little sad every time another house in the neighborhood goes dark. Personally, I like Stephen Colbert's idea.
1: It is so much fun to put the lights up in December.
3: Kind of depressing to take them down in January. So most years I just leave them up till February
1: and call them Black History Month lights. If you don't have yours up this year, you're a racist. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Number four. Christmas
0: stuff disappearing from the stores. At first, I love the deals you can grab after Christmas. But every time you go to a grocery store, that aisle of Christmas stuff gets more and more bare. About a week ago, it was just a sad little table at my local grocery store. And if that wasn't sad enough, I was there a few days ago and the table was gone sidebar I went to a drugstore the other day to grab a birthday card and there were still quite a few Christmas items spread over three aisles so I grabbed a couple took them to one of those price checking things to see how much the discount was and before I could get there this guy comes up to me and goes sorry man the Christmas items aren't on sale anymore those were his exact words they weren't on sale anymore I'm like what? it's January 17th and you ended the sale on Christmas stuff? like people are going to swarm in to pay full price for this stuff in mid-January? madness I tell you madness Number three, taking down the office decorations. So if you're listening to this, I assume you're a Christmas fan. I'm willing to bet at least a few of your coworkers know this too. So I bet they ask you to be in charge of decorating the office and make it look festive around the holiday season. Which is great, in December. But then come January, they wanted to take it all down for some reason. The nerve of some people. Because an office without Christmas decorations is just an office. How boring is that? Number two, no more Christmas music. I don't usually listen to the radio. I used to work for a radio station, and I've had my fill of the music you kids are listening to these days. I mean, like, I like that Hello song by Adele, but I don't need to hear it five times a day. Uh, The exception, of course, is during Christmas time. If you want to play Andy Williams five times a day, that gets my stamp of approval. But then, as the radios giveth, the radios taketh away on December 26th. No more silent nights. No more follow laws. Instead, you get Justin Bieber. Click! And that's why I mostly listen to podcasts. Honorable Honorable Legends. Legends! Really, 2016, we still haven't fixed the jingle? I gotta talk to the, the jingle department. Anyway, running out of leftovers. I love me some Christmas food. Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, num nummy num nums. I will pack all the leftovers away and snack on them for days. But little by little, they start to run out. The gravy usually goes first, cranberry soon after. Then it's a race to eat the potatoes before they get too hard and the turkey before it goes bad. But win that race or lose that race, one day you open the fridge and Christmas is over for your mouth. Number one. Christmas trees on the curb. This one is probably the saddest one of all. Just seeing those trees that have brought so much joy to a family's Christmas season, tossed down in to the street, just abandoned, forgotten about. Why? You just want to give them a hug and say thank you. May a flight of Christmas angels sing thee to thy rest. Anyway, that's the ones I came up with. What did I miss? Let me know on the website, can't can'twaitforchristmaspod.com, or email me at christmas at tancast.com. Okay, now that I've bummed you out, it's time to lift your spirits back up. The whole point of this podcast is to celebrate Christmas all year, because even though Christmas was just here a month ago, we need a little Christmas now. We need a little Christmas now. Thank you to the Muppets for our new jingle, courtesy of A Muppets Family Christmas, which hopefully will be out on Blu-ray someday. Hello, Disney. Get it done. Anyway, this Need a Little Christmas Now is food related. I started doing this last year and I eventually forgot about it, but I brought it back for 2016. You see, I eat a lot of turkey sandwiches. Just in general. They're cheap, they're easy, and as lunch meats go, it's one of the better choices. Right after Christmas, though, my turkey sandwiches become amazing. Instead of thin lunch meat slices, I've got big chunks from the Christmas turkey, maybe some stuffing as a side dish, but best of all, instead of mustard or mayonnaise, I spread a little cranberry sauce on there, and it's delicious. But like I mentioned in the five golden things list, eventually it runs out. But here's what I've discovered. The grocery store actually sells cranberry sauce all year round. You could totally go buy some right now. In fact, if you're listening to this while you're shopping, you should go grab a can or two. Just run down that aisle and grab it. It's usually with the canned foods or maybe the canned fruits. You'll find it. Ask somebody. I'm sure they'll tell you. They work there. Trust me. A regular turkey sandwich is fine, but boring. But a turkey sandwich with cranberry is like Santa delivered a present to your taste buds on his day off. And that's how you get a taste of the holidays any day of the year. But now it's time to dig into Santa Babs Mailbag. Santa Bab he is gonna read some emails from you or tweets or Facebook messages to Santa Bab he is opening up his mailbag tonight. This note is from Brian and it's actually a bit of a correction for our last episode. Brian writes, being a Christmas nut myself, I love the podcast. Side note, thank you very much, Brian. One correction for the Grinch segment. The special will celebrate its 50th anniversary in 2016. The studio got a jump start with the 50th anniversary copy a year early. The 1957 date referenced in the podcast was the publication of the book. Well, thank you, Brian, for doing the research that I apparently did not. I don't know how I missed that. Clearly, math is not one of my strong suits or dates or history or... Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, this next sermon is error-free because it's filled with trivia. And now, it's time to play a new game that's sweeping the
1: nation. It's The Great... Santa Challenge!
2: Yes, it's where contestants test their knowledge of everyone's favorite jolly old elf, Santa Claus. Today's contestant is the imaginary listener who sounds like Kermit the Frog. Welcome to the show!
3: Uh, I have a name, you know. My name is... Sorry,
2: no time for that now. We gotta get our game started. Are you ready? Not really. I didn't even know I was gonna be on a game show today. Great! Here's your first question. Where is Santa Claus from? Uh, the North Pole? <laughs> Sorry, that's incorrect. St. Nicholas was originally from Patara, Turkey. We were looking for Patara, Turkey. Oh, so
3: we're talking about St. Nicholas. That's kind of an important distinction, wouldn't you say? Let's see if you have
2: better luck with our next question. What is the origin of St. Nick leaving gifts in stockings? Uh, wow, this game show is harder than I would have anticipated. Gonna need an answer.
3: Uh, isn't it inspired by the wise men who brought gifts for the baby Jesus? <coughs>
2: Oh, I'm afraid not. Legends say that back when St. Nick was a bishop of Mira, he heard of a parishioner who didn't have enough money to pay a dowry for his daughter, which would mean that she would likely be sold into slavery. Say what? Yes, they were backwards and horrible times back then. Anyway, St. Nick heard of this and he decided to secretly slip some gold in their window. Now back in those days, it was common for ladies to hang their stockings by the fire to dry. So, when St. Nick dropped the gold through the window, it landed in the young lady's stocking and a tradition was born.
3: Wait. So these people had a window above their fireplace positioned in such a way that you could drop something in it and it would fall into something that hung in the mantle in front of the fire? Well, it was the 4th century. Yeah, that totally explains it.
2: Moving on! In the early 300s, St. Nicholas was at a conference where the divinity of Jesus was being debated. What did he do to try and convince a particularly stubborn bishop that Jesus was indeed divine?
3: I'm going to guess he gave him a present or something?
2: (laughs) Nope. Slapped him in the face. Get out of here. That's right. St. Nicholas does not mess around. So if you got cold last Christmas, consider yourself lucky. Santa didn't lay the smack down. Next up. Miracles! St. Nicholas was widely known for a very specific miracle he performed. You see, there was an innkeeper who hated children. So he kidnapped three students, chopped them up with an axe, and put them in barrels to pickle them. What in the- Please, let me get to the
3: question. Is the question why is this story in a Christmas podcast and not the opening scene to an episode of Criminal Minds? No! Anyway, when St. Nicholas finds out about this- Whoa, 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 back up. How'd he find out about it? What do you mean? Well, presumably the only four people who know about this are the three kids and the crazy innkeeper. The kids aren't telling anyone, and I assume the innkeeper didn't tell
2: them, so how would he find out? You know, you sound less and less like Kermit the Frog the more you talk.
3: Yes, well, I'm not very good at impressions. How'd he find out?
2: I I don't know. Someone else told him. So someone else watched this
3: happen, and their first thought was, I'd better tell the bishop. Don't they have cops in the 4th century? Uh,
2: Well, in one version of the story, the children blow a willow whistle, and that lets Saint Nick know where they were and that they were in danger. So
3: he's like a Batman figure? You just send out the Santa signal and he comes to save the day in his Santa-mobile?
2: ANYWAY! The question is, what did Saint Nicholas do after he found out about this?
3: What did he do? I don't know. Wept at the awfulness of it? Supposedly this happened 1600 years ago and it makes me
2: sad now! Nope! He brought the kids back to life! WHAT?! HOW?! He called the children to get up out of the barrels and they did! But they were chopped up by an axe! That's not an injury you can just walk off. Well, that's why they call the story a miracle and not the story of some mundane stuff that happened one time. So why
3: doesn't this ever get listed as one of Santa's powers? He sees you when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good, and he can also reassemble your lifeless children and bring them back to life. That would make one heck of a rake and bass claymation special.
2: Next question. When St. Nicholas died, his body was laid to rest in a tomb in Mira. Supposedly, his coffin started to leak a viscous liquid.
3: What kind of game show is this?
2: What did people do with the liquid?
1: I don't want to
2: know! (laughs) They used it to miraculously cure their ailments. It made the blind see, the lame walk, the... Hold the phone, guy smiley wannabe. Who was the first
3: person to see liquid leaking out of a casket and go, I'm going to smear that on myself and just see what
2: comes of it. Actually, some of them drank it. Oh, come on! The practice actually still goes on to this day, except the remains of St. Nicholas are in Italy now. They were stolen during the Crusades and moved to Bari. They stole the guy's remains and never gave them back? In fact, they reenact the grave robbing every year in Bari.
3: Okay, I'm done. This game is no fun. There are some things I'm better off not knowing.
2: But what about the bonus round?
3: I'm going to consider it a bonus if I get to go
2: home right now. Well... I guess that's the end of our game. Join us next time when we learn about St. Nicholas's breastfeeding habits.
3: We don't want to know!
2: You don't want to know that he wouldn't nurse until after sundown on holy fasting days? No! Okay then, well that's the end of another episode of The Great Great Santa Santa Challenge! Alright, well, that was a very interesting
0: game show, but it's time to move on to another contest. It's time to see the results of the last round of who... Sang it best. Last time, it was Kristen Chenoweth versus Nancy Wilson singing the Christmas Waltz. I have to say, this was looking like a landslide early on. Kristen was crushing it with 90% of the vote for a while. I thought it was all over, but then Nancy Wilson started to make a comeback. However, she only made it to 30% before the polls closed, so Kristen Chenoweth is the winner. Listener Leslie wrote in saying she was pretty sure no one had heard of Nancy Wilson. And I have to say, I was a little biased because Nancy Wilson was the version of this song that I grew up with, and that's why I included her in this Who Sang It Best. But congrats to Kristen on winning. But now we're going to change it up a bit. Instead of another Who Sang It Best, today we're going to begin
1: the 2016 Jingle Brawl.
2: Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl.
1: Jingle Bells is arguably one of the most recorded Christmas songs. So we're going to spend 2016 trying to find the definitive version of Jingle Bells. Each month,
0: there'll be ten versions of the song to choose from. You can vote once a day, every day, until the 20th of the next month after the episode drops. The winner of each month will go into the finals, where they will go head-to-head, and you'll vote for the grand winner and crown the ultimate version of Jingle Bells in our Christmas episode. So let's listen to some quick snippets of this month's contenders. Julie Andrews!
2: Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way! Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh
1: Smokey Robertson
3: bell,
1: The Brian Setzer Orchestra Dash through the snow Manalo! Dashing through the snow
3: In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way
1: Drink Bell! Tells about tales ring Making them spirits cry What fun it is to ride and sing A swaying song tonight Jim Neighbors! <laughs> Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh And Frank Sinatra Jingle bells, jing, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun Okay, you can hear the full versions and cast your vote at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com.
0: I hope you'll come back all year to help us decide who will win the 2016 Jingle, Jingle Ball. Ball! All right. I think that's enough silly voices for one episode. Uh, I hope this helped you get through the withdrawals of the lack of Christmas. We're going to keep going. We'll come back again February 25th. In the meantime, if you want to email me, my email is christmas at tancast.com. Don't forget to vote in the 2016 Jingle Brawl. Can't wait for christmas pod.com And also, if you uh, want some... Christmas updates and memes and random Christmas jokes. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at ChristmasPod. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Pod. All right, I think we're done for now. I'm going to go see if I have any more pixie stick candy canes left. In the meantime, you keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas
1: 1983.
0: Actually, Dad,
3: it's 2016.
1: Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you have any comments on this or any episode, feel free to leave them at our website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you could also find our iTunes link where you could subscribe and write us a review. A five-star one, if you're so inclined. (laughs) You'll also find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can find all sorts of customizable Christmas merchandise. You'll also find a link to our Facebook fan page and our Twitter feed. And if you want to email us directly, we can always be reached at Christmas at Tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this wonderful version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed formed by the amazing Kristen Norwicky. All other music and sound effects are properties of their individual copyright holders and no infringement is intended. All right. I think that's the end of this show. I can't think of anything else to add. How about you, boys? God bless us everyone. <laughs>
2: ho, ho, ho.
1: <laughs> Great. Here's your first question.
0: My one-year-old is cracking up in the hallway and i i assume we can totally hear that on the podcast so i apologize for that. This clearly not i'm not even recording in the garage i'm recording in the bedroom uh just because i'm recording this podcast and something else in the same day and they both got to be edited in one weekend and i was trying to bang it out quickly so i apologize you can hear a one-year-old caterwalling in the background Oh, sorry, that's incorrect. St. Nicholas was originally from Petra Patera Patera Hubli. If I overpronounce it as the character of this game show host, then if I mispronounce it, it'll just sound like the narrator did and that was supposed to be the joke, and not that I have forgotten how to pronounce this thing. I looked up literally two nights ago and listened to the pronunciation. Yeah, that sounds smooth.
1: They used it to miraculously cure their
0: ailments. It made the blinds... <laughs> when I wrote this, it was, it made the blondes see. Yeah. You know how blondes can't see anything? They have more fun because they can't see... Um, any of the Transformers movies? Boom! Take that, Michael Bay! Oh, you can't hear me over the sound of your millions of dollars? Okay, I'll get back to recording my podcast. Last time it was Christian Chenoweth versus Nancy Willie. Last time it was Christian Chenoweth versus Nancy Willie. Oh, Wilson really Wilson? It's hard for me to say. <laughs> or you can follow us on Facebook. We are the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. I, yes, we are the Can't. I, I know where the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. I just can't remember the name of our site.